Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. <clears throat> I'm Bert Lum. First up, we have Elisa Lines from the Pearl Harbor Aviation Museum and she is here to tell us about the upcoming biggest little air show event uh, that's happening this weekend. And then we'll be joined by Millie James, co-founder of Mana Up. And, uh, of course, she's brought a couple of companies with her. She's got Hawaiian Soda Company and Liquid Life Hawaii. And they're here to talk about their startups and the experience that they will undertake by being a part of Cohort 8. But now, I want to welcome Elisa Lines. And she's the executive director of the Pearl Harbor Aviation Museum over on Ford Island, and uh, they're coming up with the biggest little air show. <coughs> air show, and uh, Elisa, I want to welcome you to Bite Marks Cafe. Aloha, and thank you so much for inviting us on. Well, you know, I am happy to have you on because I uh, fondly remember the biggest little air show uh, on Ford Island, and it's always been an exciting thing to attend. Uh, but I do recall that there was a uh, an absence of the show because of uh, COVID, right? I mean, there was, uh, you know, I mean, it's a gathering on, on Ford Island, but I think that all was put to a halt because of the pandemic. So what, uh, this is the first uh, uh, coming out party, right? Um, it is. It's the first time in three years. And we actually missed 2019 as well. We weren't able to get um, the open gate requirement that would allow the community to just drive on to Ford Island, which makes it so much easier for families to come out and enjoy. So this is the first time in three years. Um, it's in partnership with the Joint Base Summer Showcase and Expo. So lots of different activities and opportunities for families to have a great time. So Elisa, you know, tell me a little bit about that open gate because that is a bit of a challenge. And I do recall some years before that there was an open gate, right? I mean, and people could yes. drive on and, and it wasn't, you know, you didn't have to show any, you know, license or, or ID or whatever. Uh, so what, what has been the recent policy, I guess, uh, that prevented an open gate, uh, let's say, in 2019? Well, the open gate was only extended to us once in a while for a special event. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, it's part of Navy security, and so it was disbanded for the one event in 2019. And then, of course, COVID came. Mm-hmm. And so we're very, very excited and to work with the Navy on a return. So for Saturday and Sunday, uh, for those who go online, whether they're military or non-military, and register for parking, you can just drive on, park. The entire event is free, which, again, is different. We were never able to offer this event free in the past, but we have wonderful local sponsors with Car Wash 808 Express, BOS Biltong, the Ala Moana Hotel, help bring in all of our pilots Island Energy, Pacific Air Cargo brought all of the aircraft, Horizon Hobby, Enterprise, and Advanced Towing all chipped in so that we can make this event free to everyone who comes. So, Elisa, that's something. Did uh, you have a major part in uh, arranging all the sponsors and and making it a free event? Because I I definitely do recall that it was a paid event in Mm -hmm. prior years. It, It was a paid event. We have a wonderful team, and I think the community is really excited about bringing new events back to the table where the community and families can come at no cost. And so I think it was both um, partners with our museum as well as people who care very deeply about providing these opportunities to our community. And, and so tell us a little bit about the Biggest Little Air Show. I mean, 
I don't want to give anything away. You can you can you can you can it's share so whatever cool. surprises you want <laughs> right? to give it's away. Really but uh, very, very yeah, cool. it is and, it and is cool. You know, I've been involved with air shows for decades, and I would not have believed it until I saw it myself that these large scale radio control aircraft are like watching the Blue Angels fly overhead. The wingspans go from you know six to fourteen, fifteen feet. So just imagine. You know, 15-foot aircraft flying uh, right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, the air show will run um, Saturday, two shows, 10.30 until noon, and then again, two until 3.30. On Sunday, the show is two until 3.30. And all three shows will end with the Candy Bomber, which is just the favorite for the kids. We have 50 pounds of Jelly Bellies uh, <laughs> donated that will flow from these aircraft for the kids. Uh, the Keiki will just have a blast running through the fields, picking up uh, the candy. Um, so there's a lot of activity that's different this year. There's um, all kinds of activities, STEM activities for the kids. There's a, a bounce house. There's rock climbing. There's inflatable obstacles um, for the kids to enjoy. And there's lots of food and beverage stands, so lots of different food all around. Um, so just a, a great time. And, Elisa, so... The museum is, is open, but that's uh, that's uh, admission. You have to pay admission to get into the museum, correct? Correct. Hangar 37 will not be open um, free to the public, but the rest of the facility will be. All of the grounds, Hangar 79, the runway, the air show. Um, and in addition to the things that are happening here at our museum, um, as part of the Navy's Joint Base Summer Showcase and Expo, on another portion of the island, um, people will be able to tour an Arleigh Burke-class destroyer, the USS Frank E. Peterson, Jr., and to tour the Marine Corps MV-22 Osprey. Um, Very good. So guest tours are um, being offered in that area as well. Okay, so, so Elisa, free event coming up this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, people need to, do they have to, they have to go online and get a ticket. Where do they have to go? Where, where, what URL um, do they have to go to? So we're advising people to go to flightadventureshawaii.org, and they'll see the list of all of the activities that they can sign up for. They can sign up for the parking, um, you know, the entrance onto Fort Island, and for the tours of the ship and the Osprey, and to sign up for some of the other STEM activities that the museum will be sponsoring. We have 200 slots for uh, students who want to learn how to fly a radio control aircraft. They'll get behind the controls. They'll do a takeoff and landing on historic Fort Island, and they'll take home a logbook that verifies that they have achieved that feat. So uh, just a wonderful time for everyone. Well, that sounds great, and I shall be out there as well. Mahalo, Elisa, for joining us. Thank you so much. And, of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, uh, we'll be joined by Mele James from Mana Up and a couple of startups she brought along with her called Hawaiian Soda and Liquid Life Hawaii. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio. And, of course, I'm happy to welcome back to the show Millie James from Mana Up. And she brought along with her Gina Ho from Hawaiian Soda and Ola Tripp from Liquid Life Hawaii Mele, welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks for thanks for having us. Well, you know this is cohort eight, so I probably have you have had you on probably I don't know twenty something times 
because of all so. the other things you do. But uh, for maybe the folks that might not be familiar with Mana Up, uh, what does Mana Up do? Yeah, so Mana Up, we're an economic development initiative helping to grow and scale local product entrepreneurs, help them scale to global markets. So we're on our eighth cohort. We have 85 companies that have now gone through our six-month accelerator program where we help them with resources, mentorship, access to capital, helping them solve business challenges. The companies we work with are all consumer brands companies. So we're talking CPG, retail, value-add food products, health and beauty, and home products. All of them are elevating the brand of Hawaii. They're headquartered here. They want to scale. They're good for export. And they're all growing from right here, helping to create jobs and opportunity here in the island. You know, you are, Mana Up is, uh, you know, one of the poster favorite uh, accelerators with uh, DBID, the, the department that I work in. So keep up the good work, Millie. Now, Millie, you, you know, I have you on and, and you talk about uh, the, let's say, the um, application process. So uh, maybe walk us back a little bit through what uh, both these companies had to do to attract your attention. Yeah. So we do a call for applications at the beginning of the year. Um, it's actually open all year, but we really get into the guts of looking at companies um, January, February, March. We do a call, do a lot of marketing, a lot of companies apply. We also reach out to great companies mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. via Instagram or other companies that we see. We actually found out about Hawaiian Sotico, um through Expo West, um, which you know is a great expo um, featuring consumer brands, uh, food products, natural food products um, in Anaheim, um, California, which is just really awesome. So that was actually how we met Hawaiian Soda Co. But for the most part, uh, many companies apply. We had 149 applications. It's all done through our site. Mm-hmm. And we go through these applications. Um, there's so many good ones. And it was really interesting to see about a third of the companies that applied this year had actually started in the last 18 months, which is exciting to see that you know entrepreneurship is growing, um, whether that be pandemic-related or not. It's continuing to grow, and that's exciting. So we um, had 149 applications. We interviewed about 56 companies, which can be quite grueling. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love it because we always want to be more liberal on the on the interviews because we get to meet entrepreneurs. We get to hear more about their challenges, um, get on our radar, and we always give feedback. Um, you know, if it's uh, if it's an, if we do an interview with a company. Um, so yeah, through that process, we selected 11. We were supposed to select 10, but we had so many good ones. Yeah. Brittany and I couldn't agree on all, on all 10, so of course we hit 11. Yeah. Uh, but again, just uh, just exciting stuff. Yeah, no, that's great. And, and uh, we'll get into, uh, we'll give Gina a chance to talk about Hawaiian soda, and Ola gets to talk about uh, Liquid Life Hawaii. So now these two companies, uh, they're part of a, a cohort of 11. Uh, maybe, G- uh, Mele, maybe name some of the other ones that are part of the cohort. Yeah, absolutely. So we have Maui Chili Chili Oil, mm-hmm. um, which is a Szechuan-style chili oil from Maui. Uh, we have Sweetland Farm, which is a really interesting goat dairy and farmstead creamery um, on Oahu. We've got Ube, which many people know Ube. It's the Filipino um, kind of purple, really delicious cheesecakes and dessert. Um, and then we also have other companies like Lotus and Lime, a beautiful clothing company, Kaka'ako Casuals a company that many people have known for a long time. They've got great water shoes and mm-hmm. slippers. Hobbs Tea from Kauai, a really high-end, beautiful teas from uh, the volcano area, um, as well as Avery Lily, which is a new company based on Oahu, creating beautiful move-in basics collection and um, leveraging and elevating more local artists um, in those collections. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, 
let's uh, let's uh, give uh, both Gina and Ola a, ch- Ola a chance to uh, tell us a little bit about their company. So, Gina, you're uh, the co-founder of Hawaiian Soda. I, I love the name, but what constitutes a Hawaiian Soda? Uh, well, for my husband Cesar and I, we started this company back in 2020. We, you know, we were inspired by some of the classic flavors of Hawaii, you know, passion orange, guava, mm-hmm. lily koi lychee, and we really just wanted to make a healthier alternative to soda. So, um, all of our beverages are real fruit juice, sparkling water. No sugar added, no preservatives, and no junk. We just wanted to make something that would feel good feeding our ohana, and, you know, a couple years down the road, here we are. Well, so now that I think about it, I mean, if I wanted to get a soda that was a a lily koi soda or maybe a lychee soda, I mean, there would be, (laughs) it would be impossible for me to ever find that. But you've created a whole business around it, and was it something that you started to just look at the local market, or did you have aspirations to expand beyond Hawaii? Um, so, of course, we, we want to make sure we are taking care of Hawaii, and our, our program and our, our plans are to launch everywhere in Hawaii. But, of course, we do have our sites that uh, so take this product nationwide. I think there's a lot of great potential to bring the classic flavors of Hawaii and share them with the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where are your products currently available at? So right now we are, we're in production, and we are going to be launching them at Foodland this summer, as well as many other local uh, retail outlets, uh, convenience stores, and all over the island. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to ask uh, Mele later on in the show when the showcase is going to be, because uh, you've already kind of whetted my appetite. So I'm going to be looking for some of that Hawaiian soda <laughs> sometime in the Absolutely. in the very we'll near have, we'll future. Save you a case for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take you up on that. Uh, Oh, Ola, I mean, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, Liquid Life. What does Liquid Life do? Aloha, Bert. It's so good to be on with you today, and thank you for what you do with your show. Uh, Liquid Life Hawaii is a company my wife and I started way back in 2015, and our company uh, just really represents our love for Hawaii and the people of Hawaii and the importance of health and vitality and the need of that health and vitality in our communities. And so Liquid Life approaches that through... Um, superfood beverages, uh, cold-pressed juices, um, holistic teas. Um, we're working on different nutraceuticals and powder products as well. Um, and, you know, bringing that health to, you know, the next generation is a huge priority for us, and we're really excited and, you know, looking forward to moving forward with the Mana Up Accelerator Program for so many reasons. Um, so for us, you know, Liquid Life, it's, it's a lifestyle, and we're wanting to help educate people in our community on what that looks like. Now, Ola, you're, you're on the Big Island, and are you pretty much setting up operations there? And where do you source some of the ingredients that go into your, uh, your beverages? Yeah, that's correct. So we're operating on Big Island right now. We have three storefronts, uh, one in Hilo, Waimea as well, and Keao. And right now we source about 20,000 pounds of fruits and vegetables uh, locally here on the Big Island. So lots of farmers um, across the Big Island that we support. And for us, you know, we really love seeing our farmers being able to increase their production as well because, you know, health and the economy are so closely linked. Um, So doing that 
is really important to us. Of course, healthy bodies, but also healthy businesses and growing production is huge. So Ola, how long have you guys uh, you guys been around? Yeah, we started at farmers markets about way back in 2015. Oh yeah, uh, just juicing away, making teas, and from there we expanded to our first storefront opening in 2017. In Keao, uh, 2019 we opened Waimea, and 2020 we opened our Hilo storefront. And and uh, were you always interested in this kind of uh, you know line of business, uh, doing beverages? Yeah, you know, my great-grandmother was a kumula aulapa'au, mm-hmm. and it's always been really heavy on our hearts that a lot of what she know or a lot of what she knew didn't really translate as much as we'd like it to to our grandparents, to our parents' generation. Um, and a lot of that does come through uh, certain beverage practices like preserving the uh, nutrients in whatever you source. So from that perspective, like, we're we're always wanting to create drinks that can help heal and so healing Hawaii is like a huge priority for us and for my wife she was raised on cold pressed juices um and so you know she's kind of the lead chef and you know nutritionist in creating the beverages that kind of helps offer different cleanses for customers right well that's a great story i mean upholding some of the tradition some some of the family tradition within the business you know, as you as you uh, grow into the sort of the next generation, the next phase of this. Now, Mele, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a little bit about what the program and and what you envision having your companies go through. Uh, but what I will do right now is I want to hold that thought. We'll be right back at this short break to continue our conversation with Mele James from Mana Up, and of course uh, we've got Gina Ho <clears throat> from Hawaiian Soda and Ola Trip <clears throat> from. Liquid Life Hawaii, and of course, uh, they're sharing their Mana Up experience. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Melly James from Mana Up. And she's brought along with her a couple of uh, companies that are part of Cohort 8. We've got Gina Ho from Hawaiian Soda and Ola Tripp from Liquid Life Hawaii. And, Mele, you know, uh, this is the beginning of, of the, the experience that uh, both Gina and Ola are going to go through. So uh, how many weeks is it? And, and you've already had one workshop, so... Uh, maybe maybe you can describe what the workshop is, and Ola can kind of share his experience. Yeah. So we kicked off last night with our initial um, session. We will have our program is six months long, so we have um, you know more intensive times mm-hmm. versus implementation breaks. So a lot of the content that we're teaching and they're engaging with from mentors, we provide breaks in the program so they can so they can implement that, and then we can continue learning. Mm-hmm. A big part of the program is also our one-on-ones with the companies, which is a very curated part where we're working on very specific areas with one company, and that could be completely different than what we're working on with another company. Um, and that's really like a lot of the magic of, of the program. But, of course, you know, we've got the workshops. We fly everyone in, so they're all together. We're learning different aspects. Last night um, was Kule Garcia, who is um, one of the buyers for DFS Hawaii, which is reopening um, their tea galleria plus all the airports. 
Um, and she was going into best practices for buyer engagement um, as we're looking at wholesale, line sheets, and how to work with buyers. Um, so that was the content from yesterday, in addition to, of course, doing a great round robin for, for introductions for all the companies and them getting a mana up orientation. So mm-hmm. we normally start at 1.30. We end around 5.30. And then, of course, always have Palhana, where we invited many of our partners um, and mentors to come and meet the companies and taste and talk story. And it was a lot of fun. That's great. And, and <clears throat> Ola, what was your experience like for the, that first workshop? Yesterday was day one for us, and, you know, we're just getting started. And I already feel really just so grateful and blown away, really, by the call and the support and everything provided. Um, just, you know, we've been so uh, encouraged and empowered by the session yesterday. And getting to hear Kule's Mana'o as well is really uh, enlightening because as a small business owner, I kind of feel like you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And this kind of created a really safe environment to kind of get us together and start establishing what those things are and helping us point ourselves in the direction that we want to move towards. So just really grateful for this opportunity um, and looking forward to see how things progress. Yeah, that's great. Now, Gina, uh, this is kind of a new experience for you. And, and what is it that you feel you want to get out of the, the Mana Up Accelerator experience? Sure. Um so we're really excited to work with Melly and the rest of the Mana Up team. Um, our hope is to, to learn more about, uh, to work on our marketing, uh, get social media up and running, and, and really work towards community outreach. We want to learn from the masters of PR at Mana Up and um, learn how we can better engage with our community and help uplift our community at large. Mm-hmm. And and. You know, when you went out to Anaheim, where where uh, Mele found you, <laughs> found you folks. What was your what was your plan or strategy at that point in time? Yeah, so um, you know, we went to Expo West. It was our first foray into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, my husband and I, have been working on this concept for a number of years, and uh, we were given an amazing opportunity by DDAP. They helped sponsor a booth for us. Uh, at Expo West, and we thought, you know, I think it's time. We'd love to show what we've made to the world and, and hope that it's well-received, and we had an amazing show. It was just so encouraging and so uplifting to see how much support we got. We got a lot of great feedback, and we're learning from all of that as well, and I hope to, to continue on this journey through Mana Up to learn more and, and just keep moving. So, Millie, when you went to the, the show in Anaheim, was it something that you had <clears throat> kind of already picked out in your, your plan of attack to seek out Hawaiian soda, or did they all of a sudden appear in front of your, you know, in front of your eyes and impressed you at that point in time? Yeah, no, we're always going to different shows and mm-hmm. looking at different companies. I'm always wanting to make sure, you know, we're always looking for gaps um, in the industry or areas that we haven't worked with. Um, but for, with, with Hawaiian Soda Co., it, we've been to Expo West a few times, had booths there ourselves, brought many companies, and know how awesome it is. And it's great that DBED supported the Hawaii Pavilion um, that Hawaiian Soda Co. got to take oh, part okay. of. Uh-huh. Um, for us, uh, we actually didn't meet them there. What, uh, many of our partners did, and we kept getting phone calls from our partners that we trust um, saying, you have to try this product. You have to meet these entrepreneurs. Even our other cohort members who were there said, you have to meet Gina and Caesar. 
Um, they're amazing. And so that's actually how we met them. We got pictures of their booth, of their products. They were saying how amazing it was. And so you're just working with our network of, of, of you know, Scouts. Of our community network. Yeah. Um, that's how we found them, um, which is pretty incredible when you think about just all the eyeballs out there and saying, oh, my gosh, they're perfect. You got to bring them in. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a great story, and it's great to have the scouts that are out there, kind of checking things out. Now, now, Ola, with with your plan on, <clears throat> you know, emanating from the Big Island, I mean, what what would you like to get out of the mana? Do you want to obviously scale, right? And how do you envision scaling throughout the state? And do you want to go beyond? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think even from day one of starting our company, we had people from off-island, you know, across the world wanting our product. And so, you know, we're wanting to move in the direction of being able to manufacture shelf-stable products so that we can, like, have that reach. Because so far, um, we've been limited in certain ways in our ability to create products that we can ship anywhere. Um, So solving that problem is a really high priority for us that we're looking forward to working with Mana Up on solving and for us, you know, we, we want to see Liquid Life help and heal as many people as possible. And we've definitely created it with a global vision. Um, so we're looking forward to teaming up to make that happen. That's great. And, and Gina, you know, for Hawaiian Soda, is it um, from a production standpoint, I mean, you got to figure out what's the best manufacturing process so that you can crank a lot of sodas out there. Is that something that you can do in Hawaii, in, in Honolulu? Um, yeah, Bert. So actually, we're in process to build our own canning facility mm-hmm. on Oahu in the coming months. And um, we certainly hope someday to be able to co-pack for other brands as well. So you never know. There's definitely opportunities there. Well, that's a, a great manufacturing story. I, I would love to see you know the production line uh, once it gets started. So... Please uh, put me on your mailing list. Absolutely. We'll definitely keep you in, in the loop. Now, Melly, you know, this is a six-month process, so there's a lot more that has to take place. And, and ultimately, <clears throat> uh, you're, you're, I love what you do with the companies. I mean, they're probably already polished, you know, by the time they come to you. But you polish them up some more, and then you have this terrific showcase so what's in store for them uh, through this journey? Yes. So we finished our first workshop. We're really focusing on brand development um, as well as narrative on um, this first um, half of the program mm-hmm. um, around, you know, really creating that content. Um, and, of course, you know, wholesale buyer relationships. Um, so we're going to be moving through our six months. Um, and then the showcase is going to be November 8th and 9th. It's going to be a Wednesday and Thursday. Friday is Veterans Day, so we're hopeful. Most people have Friday off. They can really go crazy on Thursday night. (laughs) Um, But we're really breaking the event into two nights now. Um, It was just such an incredible experience last year, but there was a lot going on. So we'll be having the live stream. We'll also be having a concert and a pitch competition. Um, We're partnering with, um, it's called Mana Up Pow Wow Pitch. We're partnering with a global pitch competition um, so that's going to be one night. And then the second night's going to be the shopping, the more pitching from the entrepreneurs, um, and more Q&A and fun stuff going on, food and drink, um, and all the great stuff happening. We're also, of course, partnering with Haku Collective, doing our artists to watch and having a headliner, which I cannot 
quite yet announced. Well, Melek, so where can people find out more information about your cohort eight? Yes, they can go to manauphawaii.com. Very good. Mena James is the co-founder of Mana Up. And, of course, we've got Gina Ho, co-founder of Hawaii Soda, and Ola Tripp, also co-founder of Liquid Life Hawaii. I want to thank them all for joining us today. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we hear from the folks over at the Honolulu Department of Emergency Management about this upcoming hurricane season. If you missed any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarscafe.org. And, of course, if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HBR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HBR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe and you stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.